you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, blah, and blah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. It's the Dave Demashek Football Program, starring Dave Demashek. Now here's your host, Dave Demashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 39 of the Dave Damashek Football Program, available at davedamashek.nfl.com. Also at iTunes. Subscribe now, won't you? Let's say hello. Let's jump right into it here. Episode 39, football and beyond. Lots of sports to kibitz about with my main man, the author of the Pick 6 segment that you read each and every week at nfl.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? How are you, boss? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm I'm doing well. I uh, I'm actually my emotions are all over the place. They change every four minutes with all this news that's happening. You know, even as an objective sports fan, I don't really care about uh, what happens in the NBA. I don't have I, I don't have a team. You know, it's a weird thing. Right. People often ask. What team do you root for in the NBA? That's the one sport out there of the major sports that I don't have a vested rooting interest. I guess the closest I've ever come was to the to the Lakers when Shaq Fu was there because I right. found him a delightful personality. Mm-hmm. But ever since he departed with uh, in the ugly manner that he did, I sort of lost uh, my my. Uh, I, I found them less appealing. I find Kobe uh, an unappealing leading man. Is that right? Yeah, I don't care for his personality. I find it phony and odd and forced and so on. But um, anyway, so NBA and then the ones, the teams that I am 
personally invested in in the world of puck. I'm devastated as any hockey fan is with uh, Sidney Crosby Awful being news. shelved once again. I mean, really grim stuff. That's bad that Sidney Crosby, another concussion when he didn't even really seem to take a headshot. No, it didn't seem bad at all. So anyway, and of course, we uh, we got a yap about football and we're looking forward to catching up with our main man now. Apparently, he enjoyed the podcast so much when he visited us via the telephone a couple weeks ago. He is will he wants to be on He's insisting I every think. week. I mean, listen, that's not jive. I think he wants no, he, to do I it. He contacted he producer Black Tie over there behind the glass. Hopefully we have a theme song for him this week uh, coming up, too. But anyway, yes, he contacted Black Tie and said, I like Rank. I like Sheck. Let's kibitz. Let's do it every week. I said, Steve Smith, come on aboard, fella. It was be- real talk. Yeah. I think he was walking around going, that was one great football interview. <laughs> Of course, your uh, impression of uh, my favorite show on Sirius besides Howard Stern, Pat Kerwin and and Tim Ryan doing a talk about it. Talk about it. Hey, uh, Black Tie, speaking of that, get one of those guys on here, would you? We love Tim Ryan. I I don't know that Tim Ryan likes us. XM Sirius 224. Come on back. He, said he, he drops as he <laughs> as he signs out like, Pat Kerwin, Tim Ryan here talking football with you on Sirius XM 224. <laughs> I just want to. Uh, oh, we have Steve Smith. Steve oh, Smith right. here already, right Excellent. off the top. All right, how about it? Let's uh, let's pot him up right here and now. Steve Smith, welcome back to the show. How are you, fella? What's going on, gentlemen? How well, listen. First of all, flattered beyond words that uh, that you want to come back on the program and kibitz with uh, me and Rank here. How you doing today? I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Well, we're good. The only thing I don't want to start off with any acrimony, Steve. But if you remember. A couple weeks ago when you were with us, we had a wonderful chat with you, 20, 20 or 30 minutes. You were uh, very open and honest with us on a number of subjects. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember because all of a sudden you, people were astir because I picked Cam as number three. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah I was just <laughs> about to say. How dare a guy do that? Well, you put Vinny Testaverde ahead of him. That was the questionable one. Yes, I put experience one. over youth. How dare I do that? Well, what about it? Let's start. Well, so I. But the thing I was going to say is you were you were a delight to have. And the only thing is, you know, it's just just a personal thing. I was a little wounded when at the end of it you said like, "Oh, don't worry, I was multitasking. I've been watching film on Akib Talib the whole time we've been talking." Who are, are you watching film right now? No, I um. They changed the password, <laughs> um, so I couldn't get through. All right, um, good the computer. But I wasn't multitasking to say how boring you guys were. I was multitasking because I have a certain time that I have to get in film on specific things that I need to see, and so there was a certain play or something that I wanted to go back and see that I didn't want to hold up. And I kind of can look at different things, you know, being a being an old fart in the room. Uh, as a wide receiver, I look at things a little differently. So when I'm watching, I'll run the same play back three or four times, and then also I want to see three or four plays before that because I want to see this, the the reaction and sequence. Why did he do that instead of just seeing cut-ups? Well, you it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like taking things out of context. Well, far be it for me and Rank to get in the way. If we somehow negatively influenced your performance on a Sunday, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. So I'm glad oh, you, you did. did focus on your uh, on your film work there. See, I find it flattering 
that he would take the time to do both instead of blowing yeah. us off. He was so enthralled he wanted to stay with us while he was carrying out That's his right. important work. You're good for you, Rank. But what about that, Steve? Talk about You always hear guys talk about, uh, and you just said it, that you prefer experience to uh to you know to no matter how wonderful the talent is in youth what do you think about as you prepare for games now you i think a half dozen years ago i think would probably have been labeled the fastest man in the nfl do you feel like you've lost a half a step are you no longer the fastest guy in the league and if you have do you prefer the 2011 steve smith to the 20 to, to the 2006 steve smith because of the experience you've picked up well, I, you know, um, I'm never a guy, I really have never been a guy to live in the past. Um, whether it's good or bad, you know, uh, you got to look, you got to uh, learn from your experiences. Uh, I, I really truly believe that we're, uh, each of us, we're in process. Um, and, you know, you, you, if you're not in process, you're pretty much dying. You know, you're dead. You, you, you have to evolve. You have to update your, 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 your database. Um, and I learned from a lot of guys on watching film and how to do certain things. And I've taken by all the other guys that I've worked with or had the opportunity to tag along with, I've taken some of the things that they do that I like and I've kept them and some of the other things I've kind of not used them. And so I've always just kind of built on that and learned little things, which has helped me. Have I lost a step? When I came out of college at Utah, the fastest I've ever run my forty was four two nine. <clears throat> Am I a four two nine guy? I ran I ran Steve Smith, I just so you know for so so you know who you're talking to. I once ran a six four forty and that's that's not smoking. That's not a joke. But anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> and um and am I a four two nine or four three one, four three four guy now? No. But when the ball is in the air, when I'm running my routes, I get it done. So that's all that matters. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, you see these some of these kids coming out of college running four one two, can't catch, catch a cold, butt naked <laughs> in Alaska on Christmas morning. So, you know, it really doesn't matter with speed. It just matters with technique and getting the job done. If you can't get the job done at running six one or four two, you're not going to be employed. <laughs> well, what you know, everybody loved to talk. It was about I guess three four weeks ago when the uh, lockout in the NBA was still going on. People were talking about LeBron James in the NBA. The guy to me is you know we saw Ron Brown for the Rams, the sprinter Ronaldo Nehemiah, the hurdler, give it a shot with the Niners, and there are a number of examples. To me, Usain Bolt would be. I, I don't know how unless he has. You know, bricks for hands. I, that guy, he cuts a figure that seems like he could make it in the NFL. You think so? It's a lot of Tarzans look like Tarzan but play like James. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's really not what how your physical uh, presence is. You know, it's really can you get the job done? And let's be honest, Hussein Bolt is getting the job done in, in what he's doing. Uh, so if those guys could do our job, they wouldn't probably be doing their job, and vice versa. And that's just my personal opinion. Now, you do have exceptions to the norms where guys can do multi-sports, and, and those guys have done it. And then the guys who think they can, that's what the, you know. That's kind of what the weekend warriors and, and um, the retirement um, life is, where you go explore those, uh, those areas. Hey, Steve, i got a question. We were talking about Cam Newton earlier. He had an interview where he compared himself to a lion and talked about the 
the tarnished ho- the tarnished house where losing is accepted in Carolina. How did you take those comments? Well, I didn't really hear the interview in its entirety because it's not that I I, I really don't unless I'm watching film. Um, I don't watch football when I'm at home unless my 40 year old is watching it. You know, we're watching, you know, uh, Nick, Nickelodeon Teen and uh, SpongeBob. You know, it's just really at home. I try to keep work at home unless it's like real late and I'm studying uh, my plays. But I mean, I heard a little bit of it, and it's just one of those things where, for me, I just kind of go, eh, whatever. You know, it's not whatever, like what he said, but it's just kind of whatever. People are going to twist and turn things the way they want to twist and turn them, uh, rightfully so. That's just the business we're in, where when you say something, uh, just like in it, when I did this podcast a couple of weeks ago, where people were upset that I said Cam Newton wasn't in my top one. Um, and, well, why did he, you know, why Whitney? And, you know, some people understood, some people didn't like it, but... That's kind of how it is, and I I don't really pay attention to it to to some point because when we on in the game, whether you're a lion or gazelle, whatever you want to associate <laughs> yourself with, uh, you gotta get the job done. Point blank. Well, how often does that sort of thing happen in the locker room where one player, a guy, you know, I guess the most notable uh, example is T.O. over the last uh, decade or so. How much does that actually matter in the locker room, or is that just a media thing? Like, hey, this guy said something, and now it's going to destroy the locker room. Cam Newton says this thing now, and it's like, oh, maybe the vets are going to be offended by it. Are you guys collectively, not just you, but do you hear guys whispering in the locker room? Like, can you believe what the rookie just said? For me, I know Cam. Me and him talk extensively. I know what he. I know what he meant. He probably could have said it a little bit better, but I've questioned over the years. You know, uh, at times, are we concerned more about uh, an image, or are we more concerned about winning? And you know, that's I, I said that is you know I have believed at times where we want more of and and of pillars in the community, and I'm not saying that. I, I do community work. I, I, I believe it helping in the community that you, you work in and that you live in. But where your community work is greater than your actual job, I think that is a problem. I, that's the one thing I, I have questioned at times. But do you agree? I mean, do you feel it, that, that it's good for Carolina because you guys – have had you know a couple of losing seasons. Do you think it's good that somebody's coming in and questioning it and actually putting it out there? Because it seems like you guys are rallying around him, and it would be a good thing. We're not rallying around him over the interview. Rallying around him because he's our starting quarterback, and he's a guy that gives us the best opportunity to win. Doesn't have anything to do with what he says in the media. What do you think of uh, moving on to college football? What do you think of the Heisman? Did you agree with Robert Griffin three? I thought it? that was I thought that was phenomenal. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, and he 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 earned it. He deserved it. He did a fantastic job all year. Now Baylor's in the Big Twelve, but do you still feel that like when you see a guy who's not from one of the marquee schools, from somebody who's not from the SEC, is it kind of nice that somebody else is getting recognized? I love that. Especially here in the South, because that's all you hear about ACC and SEC, mm-hmm. and it's just—I'm uh, just like whatever. <laughs> you know, that's you, it. In, you, 
they talk about, you know, all ACC and SEC, best football around. That's all I say. It always bothers me, too, because there's no doubt that the SEC has a great team like LSU and Alabama. But when you get down to it, they still have Vanderbilt. They still have Kentucky. It, yeah. To me, it seems like a lot yeah. of nonsense. You have good elite teams, but your average teams aren't better than everybody else. Correct. And that's what happens. And then, you know, and then they go to these bowl games, and then, you know, they play schools who aren't in the SEC, like Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, and they get out there, or they go play boys and get blown out. Yeah, because Boise State blew out Georgia. Utah blew out Alabama in the Sugar Bowl a couple of years ago. And I know the Hawaii thing, that was just a bad matchup for Hawaii, and they were kind of a little bit. But it's it's always annoying. And then we get into situations like this where it's acceptable. This is why LSU can play Alabama, because everybody just accepts, no, like, well, these are just no, the best no, teams. No. If South Carolina, if, if the old ball coach took his Gamecocks into – the, the you know into the Mountain West, let's say they would go undefeated. They would not cool. lose a game in there. A team like uh, South Carolina. They, they, are you still talking about with uh, Garcia as a quarterback? Because if you're <laughs> not watching the same football that I've watched, uh, you know, it's not happening. Maybe not, but with a healthy Marcus no Lattimore, way. how about that? A healthy Marcus yeah. Lattimore, no. he would have gashed. Well, you sure you sure went from we'll do this to what if and this and that. <laughs> you know? It'd All be right, a good cake if you had flour. <laughs> Touche, Steve Smith. Who's going to win the Who's going to win the uh, BCS title game? LSU or Bama? LSU LSU has has that momentum, and they got those. Uh, you know, I, I really wasn't sold on their corners, but they're actually playing pretty good. So I think uh, that's the difference. Uh, Alabama's secondary is uh, their front front four and or front seven linebackers and linemen are pretty good, but uh, their secondary is a little questionable, and. Um, LSU uh, secondary is, is is pretty good, and those guys play on special teams too, so they add a, that extra, uh, you know, bonus. Yeah, that's true. Man, that might be in a, in a tight game. That might be the difference in uh, who wins it. Let's get some other picks from you, Steve Smith. Let's uh, let's hear. Should, would you prefer I keep it away from the NFC so that there's no, or at least NFC South teams? Yeah, sure. Who's going to win, Detroit and Oakland? Who? Hmm. If Oakland runs the ball and Palmer uh, manages the game a little bit better, I think Oakland has a chance. But uh, I, I'm not really sold on Oakland secondary. They have a fast secondary, but um, they still, just because you're fast, and they haven't really covered people. So I, I would go with Detroit. I'm with you on that one. I think Detroit's going to win a shootout there. Pittsburgh at the 49ers, how say you? Pittsburgh. Really? Even if it's Chaz Batch under center, which it might be. We might not see Roethlisberger. But Charlie can play, though. Yeah. And he knows he, he's been in the offense. He's comfortable. He isn't a backup that's nervous. He's a he's an old, old savvy vet that he knows what's going <laughs> on. He knows where his dump-offs are. You know, uh, he's going to take advantage uh, of moving the chains, which um, – they can run the ball and throw the ball, so that that'll help uh, move the chains. Man, the, you love those on. vets. That's what it's all about for you. That's what <laughs> I figured out. You love a veteran QB. That's the recipe for success. Well, for you. I think if you're a vet and you're in this game for a long time, you learn something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't met too many veterans, you know, that are in their 15, 16 year. And they absolutely are clueless. <laughs> yeah, that would, that's a fair point. Yeah, that would be a, a rare breed. What about Baltimore and San Diego? 
it's hard to say because San Diego is a uh, they got to win out and they're des- desperate, and that's the worst kind of team to play mm-hmm. is a desperate team because they'll bring out all the tricks. And uh, their special teams coach, which is I'm drawing a blank, used to be in Tampa Bay for years, and he is probably one of the best special teams coaches that I've I've been around and uh, had to play against. And um, I, I would imagine it's going this is it's going to be a, a a desperate team is a dangerous team. What do you think about Joe Flacco? From what you've seen of him, do you think I love he's... Joe Flacco coming when he was coming out of college? He throws a great deep ball. Uh, Joe Flacco reminds me of the kid. Uh, 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 Weed in uh, Oklahoma State throws a good deep ball. Uh-huh. Um, he can play. Do you, but but the thing with him, the knock against him is is that when uh, you know when it's uh, the time becomes um, critical and he has to make the big play, people question whether or not he can do it. Do you think that's who he and applesauce? No, I I just think uh, in a city where fo- they're they're beloved so much that. Um, especially in a town where the quarterback position has been criticized and pretty much they've uh before before Joe they've they kinda draw some blank with with Gerback and, and, and Dilford. So I, I would say that um uh it's not it's not justified but it's a town where uh their their temper their temperature for uh, mediocrity in a quarterback position uh, has boiled over, and they're not accepted anymore. <laughs> I remember Flacco rallying the uh, the Ravens over the Steelers earlier this year, though, right, Dan? All right, listen, yeah. I've, I, he's pulled out some big games. I'm not saying anything. I'm a Steeler guy, Steve Smith. He's taking a shot at me. I don't like that very much. So. <laughs> I don't, it's it's not appreciated. So, and uh, I don't, you know what? I don't remember if I asked you this a fortnight ago, but it's still an issue that is alive. Will the Packers go 19 and 0? I don't know. They got a they got a great shot. It, I said last time. I said their defense can can if their defense can hurt them. That's their only uh, Achilles' heel is their defense. Well, who's going to beat them? I mean, you know, regular season. You know, they well, might they, they might be a little flat. I think they're going to go for it. But you know, Detroit might be in a must win situation. Like you say, they'll be desperate. The Bears are going to be desperate. But once they get into the playoffs, who has a legitimate cha- chance of hanging with this team? In the playoffs, yeah, anybody and everybody. The Saints. That's the great thing about the playoffs. I say the Saints could beat them. I say the Patriots could beat them if the final score is one twenty-eight, one twenty-four. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Who the, the two worst secondaries in football playing the two best uh, QBs? That would. That, I, I actually thought New Orleans should have beat them the first time. Yeah, you're right about that. Or at least should have tied the game and see, we should have seen an overtime. I, I I thought actually that game they should have won to play action. And the play before mm-hmm. that, they had a uh, Marcus Colston in the middle of the field, wide open. I mean, you don't get any uh, opening in that. What about uh, and uh, what do you think? I was just about to say this is the my crazy one. The one team I think that may not even be in the playoffs that has, would have a shot against them is Dallas. If Dallas got there and went no, up to Lamb, I don't think so. You don't think they could beat them? What is what is the story? What would be there's, your there's, frame of mind if you're on that here's team? Here's the thing. Dallas secondary is interesting because they say they're shut down and all this, and, and you, turn on the, you turn on the highlights, and there's always somebody catching a, a beautiful catch on Dallas mm-hmm. secondary. Um, and, you know, um, they got some question marks on the, uh, at, at times and with some decision-making with throwing the ball at times. So would you you don't, know, you don't know which which you don't know which time 
the guy is going to show up. Okay, is he is he going to be the you know guy for 250 yards? That's 16 for 16, or is he going to be you know seven for 16 for you know uh, 57 yards and three picks? What would you rather than if you had to choose? Would you rather go into a playoff game with Tim with uh, with uh, Tony Romo or Tim Tebow? I, I'm not. I'm a receiver, uh, so um, and I'm old receiver. I'm the old school. Grew up watching 49ers, Jerry Rice fan. Grew up watching uh, Warren Moon with the Houston Oilers run and shoot. Um, so uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, with Romo. That uh, Tim Tebow. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those guys like everybody saying, "Oh, he's not this. He he's winning." But at the end of the day. Um, you know, you you can't be uh, you know three for ten uh, for three quarters, and then you know you go in the fourth quarter uh, because Tim Tebow is Tebow time. I keep hearing, but nobody's giving credit to who deserves it, which is that defense. That I defense is playing like Rank, and I yes. agree with you, man. You Von know, Miller, Doomerville. Yep, everybody wants to say Tim Tebow is that difference maker. Um, I, I uh, he wouldn't be on my. Sons flag football team. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Who's going to – well, so is that uh, – that's the last game I'll ask you to pick then. What uh, Patriots at the Broncos. I, I'm going – you know, I, I don't think Tim Tebow is in the same class with uh, – let me let me say if I – let me count this right. Four-time Super Bowl winner. Three-time Steve Smith. He's not it, a it, – it's, it's, it's more than what he has. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. You talk about, you know, Tim Tebow and all that stuff. Two weeks ago, Cam Newton just he – kept, he kept calling his own number when you guys were inside the five-yard line, and he's running his own plays. You know, and I say this, you know, not as – well, maybe as a fantasy guy who has Steve Smith on his team. When's he going to throw you the ball down there? Well, in the red zone, I get uh, – it's a little double coverage. I get a little uh, more attention. Uh, than out in the field, uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it, we we putting ports, points on the board. That's what counts, you know. But at the same time, uh, the defense is playing a little different, so we have a lot of checks and alerts that uh, that dictate that. Yeah, people get crazy with that. Oh, D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart must be outraged that they're not getting those goal line touches. The best play is a six foot six QB who can just lean forward and put the ball in the end zone. I think if you, if either one of those guys were to complain about it, they would seem like uh, lunatics and bad teammates, right? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, you know, this this is a performance based business, and uh, you know, if you're not if you're not seen if you're seen as uh, expendable or you know you can you can be done without, then you know you know guys get nervous. Hmm. Interesting point. Yeah, I guess you have to straddle that. Uh, you have to straddle that fence of fine line, saying <laughs> saying all the right things and wanting to win and all that. But ultimately, your numbers are what's going to determine uh, how much the team's going to pay you when your contract comes up, eh? Or you know, you got to. How many times have I've done like you guys or somebody else, and first thing say is, "Oh, you know, my career's uh, uh, back back up. I'm uh, rejuvenated." Mm-hmm. Numbers are down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, all right. Well, real quick, it's, uh, again, Steve, a pleasure to speak with you. But uh, we'd love to, you know, on a recurring basis, uh, yap with you. But I like to get your temperature and know where you are on some of the important issues in life. So let's quickly do it. We talked about uniforms last time. You and I agreed that black pants would look nice on the on the Panthers okay. uniform. What's the best uniform in the NFL? Okay. Best uniform I like, mm-hmm. honestly, is the old powder blue San Diego Chargers. Nice. Yes. Well, listen, that's the, good the management goes out of their way to irritate the fans by not going back to the uniforms that everybody likes. It's the black number on the hat, though, that makes it sing. Yes, Steve? No. That's, that's what's cool about it is a number no, on your hat. No, it's not. It's, no. It's black number. It's like the Dodgers. They wear the all white and blue, but they just have that one red number on there. It looks yeah, cool. I tell you the ugliest tell is, me. The, uh, is the um, Denver Broncos back throwbacks. Oh, what, the orange horrible. jerseys? The the striped socks, the old old ones. Oh, the yellow and I brown like those. ones. I like those. Everybody everybody hated those. I don't. I I, I didn't mind those as much as those look else. like a, a bootleg uh, Steelers uniform. <laughs> 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 I think maybe right now though, among the uniforms that are lousy, I hear. I'll tell you honestly, I hear a lot of people say Carolina. I I think they're pretty good actually. I like the like we talked about the white ones though. Yeah, the black jerseys are cool, though. I th- you guys just don't wear them very much, I assume, because of the heat at the start of the season. You don't want to be yeah. in the sun out there. But I think uh, I think Seattle's uh, due for a makeover. I don't like. I think they should go back to their Jim Zorn era getups. No, no. You like no. the current look? I like the current with the little green. I like that. With the green gloves and stuff, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, the neon green doesn't offend me. It's just that all blue is just just ain't right. And plus, that silver that they used to wear was was a lot nicer. But all right, we'll we, we'll differ on that one. Best breakfast meat. Excuse me. Best breakfast meat. You know, bacon, sausage, oh, turkey sausage, turkey sausage. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. That was a, that, that was an incorrect Stop answer. That's turkey right. sausage is the right answer. Tur- turkey sausage is tasty, but it, I, I said the best. I didn't say one that is acceptable. I said oh. the best one. I'll have to wait and unveil the correct answer for the Shecky Awards, which are coming up in a couple of weeks there. But it rhymes with bone-in sham. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is uh, what about the best egg preparation? Hmm. How do you take your eggs? Depends if I'm uh, if I'm here in the states, I go uh, scramble. If I am in uh, Europe in London, I go with the uh, uh, over easy. That's interesting. Why? Why the? Why would you differentiate they, based on the on the continent? Because what's served with it? You know, they have the uh, the eggs, and then uh, the uh, they have the ham, and then they have a. Uh, um, uh, uh, just the hash, and it's, it's just different. All you know, isn't it interesting? You're a world traveler. You like uh, you're continental Steve Smith. You like to get around Europe and everywhere else. Isn't yeah. it interesting that every nation has its own representation of sausage? You got yeah. Andouille, you know, like that. That's well, that's more Cajun. <laughs> you, yeah, but you can't you you mess around and taste the wrong sausage. Uh, you you miss a day of of uh, in your vacation because you've been in your room. <laughs> Take it from me. You need everything they put on your plate. Well, it sounds like it's coming from experience. What happened? Where was it? Uh, Africa. It was in Africa. 
African sausage. I've never heard that. That it one was, is it was it was African. It was meat. It was supposed to be chicken. It went down as chicken. It didn't come out as chicken. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Enough about sausage. I don't want to hear another word about sausage from either one of you. And uh, what is the last one I have for you is what is the best candy, the best fruit flavored candy? What I'm trying to ask is this. Let me rephrase it. The candy that is a fruit flavor that best represents the fruit that it is trying to depict, if you know what I'm saying. Convoluted. What do you want, candy or Yeah, or what's the fruit? best fruit-flavored candy? Let's just go with that. Uh, oh, I'm old school, so we ha- you're going to have to go with orange now laters. Orange now and laters. You are old school. Yeah, I like that. That's a pretty good answer there. I like a, a, a cherry starburst myself, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna split hairs with you on that. Going old school like that. Actually, one other thing we're talking about. Are you, you a movie aficionado? Uh, yes, I have currently 175 movies in my Netflix account. Eat, yeah. Well, so you have more movies in your Netflix than receivers you've played with. <laughs> I, by the way, the, if you didn't hear the last podcast a couple weeks ago with Steve, I encourage you to go back and dig that one up. A lot of good stuff there. But I love that you knew exactly how many wide receivers you've played with over the years. That says a great deal about you. It says a, a lot about your success, that you're aware of that. And you quantify where you stand among those guys. I thought that was a, a fascinating thing that uh, that you actually know. What was it, 161? 176. Yeah, that's right. myself. Yeah, that's amazing. But uh, all right, so I observed the other day that Grace Kelly in Rear Window is the single foxiest woman in a movie role ever. I'm not talking about the woman. I'm talking about the role she played. She was so foxy in that. And then I was thinking about Cameron Diaz in The Mask was pretty good. She's not – I don't think she's an exceptional fox. Cameron Diaz in The Mask? In The Mask. She's really foxy in that one. Yeah, yeah. With Jim Carrey. Right. And then I yeah. saw, if you ever saw The Princess Bride, Robin Wright in that is also a vision. So I would say those are probably my top three. Do you have any thoughts to help us round out our list here? I'm bad with the names. Uh, but I would say uh, I like The Notebook and the woman that did a notebook. I thought she Amy Rose Adams? played No, Rose McGowan. Oh, what a notebook. Call. Yeah. Steve Smith, I don't, you know, I mean, your choice in films is a little dicey with the Notebook, but yes. I, why? Why? Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Why? I didn't care for the picture. I thought it. A I little... loved it. I, you know what? I I love the picture. I saw it with my wife, but I loved it because it shows how much us men we chase the love of our life, and in the end, she forgets it all and she's dying <laughs> all time. Ain't that? Ain't that something? At, that is so right, Steve, and that's the same lesson that you learn when you read uh, The Great Gatsby. Same thing. <laughs> Jay Gatsby has everything going for him, but the one thing he can't have is that woman. She plays with his heart, and she ends up letting him die in the swimming pool, and she just moves on with her life. She doesn't care. What's up with these These women are no good, Steve. No, I, I just I thought it was cool because, you know, uh, it was good. He, he finally got her. And then all of a sudden, you know, at the end, bang. Yeah. You know, she got dementia and she doesn't remember him. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, I was like, dang. 
powerful. It was powerful. All right. Well, listen, I found it a little bit schmaltzy, but I like where your head's at here. That's, that's nice. You and the wife went out to see a, a nice uh, romantic picture there. Good for you. Rank, why don't you take a lesson from that? Take the lady, instead of making her sit through a uh, Saturday of football, why don't you take her to a nice movie? We're going to go see the WWE when it comes to that's the what Anaheim I'm talking about. of Anaheim. That's not what I'm talking about. Look, Steve what, Smith went and saw a nice movie. A romantic movie. She likes the Randy Orton. She doesn't want to go see the Nova. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, listen, Steve Smith, again, I really appreciate all the time. You got uh, you got them Houston Texans coming up this weekend. Do you wish to make a prediction on that game? Yeah, I'll be there. Good. Good. What about my fantasy team? You showing up for that? You know, uh, I, I really don't work according to someone's fantasy team. I really go out there and try to do my best. Uh, you know, coverage dictates can I get the ball or not. So um, it's not really up to me. But don't don't trash a guy because his fan, you, he's not doing as good as for your fantasy team. I would never do that. I don't do that. But, you know, I always find it weird when players talk trash about the opponent they're about to play. That seems like a terrible idea to me. It really seems like a, why would you wake this guy up? Is that, I, I'm trying to think. I don't recall you ever in front of a game saying, like, I'm going to burn this DB. Have you ever done that? No. I mean, I, you know, you, you line up, and as the game goes, you go, oh, I got him. But uh-huh. no, I, don't, I don't have to do that. Um, all right, well, listen, good luck against those Texans. A uh, couple of tough DBs uh, awaiting yeah. your arrival down there in the, the Lone Star State. And we'll uh, we'll look forward to yapping with you soon, maybe as soon as next week or the week after that. And uh, and uh, if we don't catch you, then uh, have a, a Merry Christmas, all right? All right, appreciate it, guys. All right, there Thank he you. goes. The great Thank Steve you. Smith. What a delight he is on a awesome. full range of subjects. He's not just a football guy. Look at him. He's a world traveler. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's the next thing. Is we get some uh, we get some travel tips from Steve from Steve travel Smith. tips. We got some picks though on the NFL. We got mm-hmm. some picks on college. We got uh, you know we got some discussion on the important issues that affect me. The the you know best breakfast meat. Yeah, got some insight into uh, you know a, a, a trip that went poorly for him based on some African sausage. A lot, yes. Lots a lot of a lot of good discussion there. All right, so thanks to Steve Smith, and let's now press on rank because we have much to get to here still on the show. And uh, I mentioned like uh, the uh, I, I just mentioned that uh, Grace Kelly to me, foxiest woman in in movie history. Do you have any thoughts on that? I'm trying to flesh Pretty out good. my list here before I issue it. Properly. What about Audrey Hepburn from Breakfast at Tiffany's? No, no, no. You I, do not like that. I don't, I don't know. She doesn't. She's, yeah, she's Lauren Bacall. She's a lady of the night. Yeah, she's. You know what? You're. You may be right. Maybe she does belong in the top like dozen or fifteen. That could be. Um. All right. I'll have to think about that. Drop me a line at Damashek is the way to do it. At Damashek and at Adam Rank, you can hit us up and let us know your thoughts on this. I'm not talking about what actress is the foxiest. I'm in in. I'm don't send me. Hey, Angelina Jolie is foxy. No, no, no. What I'm saying is. What role in a movie did this woman look really foxy in? And Rachel McAdams out of Steve Smith in The Notebook is a pretty good call. I like that one. So, yeah. all right, I'll look forward to that, and then I'll cobble that list together. But, Rank, let's get to uh, to some football here. And um, what do you think about as we come in here? Everybody's talking about the two things. I know we've talked about it a lot, but as we get a little bit closer here, do you think the Packers are going to go undefeated? I do. I, I was firmly in the camp that they were going to lose to the Lions – but the the Lions, I I don't know if they can pull it off. The Bears were going to be another tough game, but with Caleb Haney, it's just not happening. 
the more that we go on, the more I am starting to come around that they are going to go undefeated. Seems that way. And, yeah, I'm in your camp. Who? I mean, do you see a team out there that's going to knock them off? I just said two who I thought could I have mean, done it I mean in before. the pl- playoffs. I don't mean in the regular season. See, the playoffs that, is a – Do you think when I'm, they tune it up and it's time to go for the gold, is anyone going to knock them off? The Saints are playing a lot better. And once they got Jonathan Vilma back, they started playing a lot better on defense. They can keep up with them in a shootout. The only problem I have with them is that they're a dome team that's going to have to play outside in Lambeau. Great now, point. in September, like that, it's pretty even. You can go outside and you can play at Lambeau. You get into that cold, I don't see it being, I don't see it being as equal as it was in September. I, I do like, and if San Francisco, I do like their defense. If everybody gets healthy, I think if Willis comes back and he can play, the defense can slow them up enough because we always get into the playoffs and defense does make a huge difference and it's not the high-flying thing because you looked at the Patriots when they went undefeated in 2007. They were beating teams. They were hanging 50 points on all these teams, but then they got into the playoffs and they started playing these close games. The case in point was the Super Bowl. That was 17-14, and Tom Brady had said before, like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, I think our our, our our offense is a little bit better than 14 points, and apparently it wasn't. And that was inside, and that was in a dome with all things being equal. So I think it would be unfair to say that a team like San Francisco couldn't beat them because of their defense. I, I understand the comparison that I make more, though, than the, that. Well, that Patriots offense was awfully mighty, though. Um I think about the Rams of uh, what uh, uh, now it's more it's about 11, 12 years ago, the the first time we saw the greatest show on turf. And I liken it to them taking on Tampa Bay in the NFC title game. And that's a game that the Buccaneers really should have won. And Bert Emanuel makes the catch that maybe could have uh, won them the game. If uh, if that catch stands, Sean King maybe leads them to a victory over Kurt Warner and company. I just feel like the Packers are going to ultimately the same thing that Tom Brady uh, you reference that. I just think that the Packers will scratch out, uh, you know, 20 points, and that'll be enough to beat the the Niners. I, the, this talk of the Niners, I just do not buy that they would be able to hang with them. They might be able to depress that that offense some, but they're not going to be able to keep it down so much that they don't end up scratching out 20 points. And I don't think that the pack, that the Niners would be able to do the same thing. Yeah, with Alex Smith. I mean, when you look at it that way, when you look at – Aaron Rodgers versus Alex Smith. It's not very even. But the the, the 49ers do have that power running game. I mean, not only Frank Gore, but Kendall Hunter. I guess if you just spin the clock and just keep them off the You grind the clock, and if the weather's really bad. That's why B.J. Raji is so huge for that Mm -hmm. team is because ultimately you don't just get to – you might be able to hang with them offensively to some degree by getting into a shootout with them, but you aren't generally going to be able to grind them and just spin the clock and dominate uh, time of possession because of B.J. Raji. That's why I'm so high on him. Um, and I and by the way, my, my Super Bowl pick is still looking pretty good. Baltimore loses to the Packers. That was my pick uh, mm-hmm. in the preseason, and uh, that one's looking pretty good. That brings us to right now as we do. Now we started it a couple of weeks ago. Let's, uh, let's fire it up here, Rank. Let's Great. look at if the season ended today. Great segue right there. It's not ending today. It's well, okay. It's not, but okay, let's good, because that's good. an important distinction. Well, you to worried make. me for a second. I thought, like, what am I? Did I there's miss something? Been, there's been a little bit of a change here, Rank, and that is that uh, that New England is now no longer uh, in possession of one of those two buys in the AFC. 
Yes, that's right. If we looked at it right now, it would be the Texans would be the number one seed. T.J. Yates, I believe in him. I said it. Did did I say it a couple weeks ago? You know what? He played one good game against the Bengals, and it's great. And now everybody, I think we saw it was Torrey Holt who was on NFL Network. Like, oh, if we redid the draft today, I would draft him second overall ahead of Uh, ahead of Red Dalton. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on that one. Impressive on that team. Yeah, my point wasn't that he's uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, but on that team. Yes. With that running attack, absolutely. And you yes. look at it. The running game, all he has to do is get the ball downfield. When he gets back, a healthy Andre Johnson, if he can if he can threaten a defense by throwing that deep ball with a, a little bit of success, that running game, that defense, this team, I, I said it to you, they're going to hold on to one of those top two seeds and get a bye in the first round of the playoffs. And right now, that's where they sit at number one. And, and if they don't have to go to the snow, if they don't have to go to Baltimore, if they don't have to go to New England or Pittsburgh, that's a huge advantage for him just keep that in the yes. dome whereas you know where the saints were going to have to be on the road but let me give you the one through six real quick we're going to go texans one the ravens currently have the number two seed patriots third the broncos would be fourth with right so Tebow. so the first round so our first round playoff games would be what then it would be the jets against the patriots which the steelers is, which is and broncos. fantastic going back to that one the patriots lose that game you think if, so? if the jets I still think the Jets can fall off because oh God, I don't know. They if can't gonna, lose that, that loss of Jim lose. Leonard though under the radar because of all the the big time sports news this week. Um, I that's think, a huge thing for them, but they still have enough, and they just they own the Patriots enough to where I could see the Patriots losing that game, them being out of the first round of the playoffs again. And it's funny because the Jets just do this every year; they look like like dog you you know what and they look terrible and they look they like up, uh they look like a sausage uh, an african sausage an african the day so- after steve smith consumes <laughs> it is what you're saying exactly and they come up in this you know they come up with the schemes and i don't know if you have this notion of rex ryan is in bill belichick's head or whatever but you know what and so then you have the jets so the De- jets would advance I well, I mean, listen. I think you're assuming a little. I think the Patriots actually would win that game as bad as their defense is. I think this streak of this almost inexplicable streak now of Mark Sanchez finding his way into the AFC title game every single season has to end. And the Patriots are good, and it does because no, because think about it. If the Jets beat the Patriots, they go to Houston. The next week to wow. play TJ. Unbelievable. It, they Look could at- find themselves in the AFC Championship game for the third. If co- it holds this way, you're right. You, you cannot. It's it's unexplainable. Like, how does this happen? And Please. the only way and the only way that and then, you know, what that could mean is that the Steelers go to Denver. And as somebody who enjoys the Steelers, that is not a terribly scary one. The I know <laughs> the you say that now. I let. But I did say on this week's shame report, which you can watch at NFL dot by the way, it's up there now for your for your enjoyment or for your uh, or for your disgust. Either way, I do. I, I said finally, I'm embracing Tim Tebow. It can't be argued with. Seven and one. What's to be said? He wins games, but like Steve Smith pointed out, that defense doesn't get nearly enough credit for keeping them in game. Outside of the Minnesota game, they keep every team under 20 points. That uh, Tim Tebow's deeds in the final four minutes of the games are moot if the defense hasn't uh, held the other team down and kept them in the game. But it's complimentary because Tebow keeps that clock spinning by hardly ever throwing the ball. So that's how, also why the scores are so low in in games Broncos are playing, not just because of the defense, but because of the nature of the Broncos' offense. And but they I, got Von Miller back, and he's wearing the club. 
Oh, yeah. How is that legal? I know. Of all crazy. the things in foot, you're like, wait. It's crazy. But This guy's okay. got a club on his hand. And how about this for you, Rank? How about we could see a repeat of last year's AFC title game because you could very well see Pittsburgh beat the Broncos and then they would go to Baltimore. I would not say that it's an impossibility that the Steelers could go into Baltimore no, and knock no, no. that team off. I, I would pick Baltimore to win it. Um, when forced to, but it's not implausible that the Steelers could win that one. Wait a and minute. if you're and right, that would mean the Steelers hosting the Jets once again for the title. Yeah. That's gonna, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. All right, I'll you take it. I'll take my chances with that. i got to say this, too, because we always start with the AFC. I don't know. But if I think go... Baltimore is going to the Super Bowl for the record. In case okay, that's know. fair. I'll, I'll be the one who's now firmly on the Steelers bandwagon. Don't jinx us. No, no, no. I'm in. I actually put. Uh, I actually voted Ryan Clark to the Pro Bowl too. Oh, good for you! But I didn't quite follow Malu. But so, anyways. But we always start with the AFC. We never give enough time to the NFC, partly because the Packers. The discussion is always: Are they going nineteen and zero? But just to go down the quickly, the seating here would be Packers one, 49ers are currently the number two, Saints are number three, the Giants have now jumped into the number four slot, the Falcons number five. They were able to escape with a win last week when it looked like. Steve Smith's Carolina Panthers were going to beat them. Number six, the Lions are still holding tough. The Lions have Oakland this week, should win that game. We'll go to nine and five, putting them in a pretty good spot for that number six seed because you have chasing them the Bears who have Caleb Haney. And so those teams will play and they'll make Well, what up. about the other two, though? The Seahawks and Cardinals are both now six and seven. It's not impossible if the Lions lose in Oakland and they go to eight and six and those teams win and they're only a game back of of uh of that wild card spot which is which is amazing that that could possibly go down that way yeah, let me tell you something when I Tebow nightly yes the oh, I one didn't thing you were yes. that devout all right the one thing I like to do is ask for the Cardinals to sneak into the playoffs at nine and seven because it would be the perfect thing because I am as much like I am tired of hearing that the SEC is the greatest conference ever created in the history of anything. I also hate the notion that the NFC West is so bad that they don't deserve to be an NFL, you know, an NFL division, and that well, the Alabama, you know what, the AFC Alabama, West kind of deserves yes, some of that. See, there you go. Basically, if you're if you're west of Colorado, you're probably Laugh, not in a very good. It's conference. been a down. It's this is a down period for the. Well, for the I made West. a prediction. But, I know it's easy to say that the Niners aren't going to hold on and the Saints are going to overtake them, and this is a huge thing, obviously, for for those teams. New Orleans last year had to go to Seattle and didn't perform very well in the first round that's of the playoffs. The thing. It's huge for them to get the games at at least one home game. If they could get a bye and then their first game be in the dome on the fast track, that's huge for them. I don't think they're going to do it. I think the Niners are going to beat the Steelers on Monday night, and I think they are going to hold on and go undefeated in these last three games and hold on to that two seed. If I'm wrong, though, about that, the Saints, the way their schedule sets up, they probably should be able to go 3-0 and 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 get in there. But your matchups would be Lions and the, and the uh, Saints – in one game, which would be a dandy game, that just mm-hmm. that, that, that I, I like the ring that that yeah, one yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, get it. those two back and together. And then the Falcons at the Giants, also a compelling game. So basically, I'll take. So I would take the Saints in that one. I would take the Giants over the Falcons. I do not believe in the Falcons. I think New Orleans exposes them in a couple of weeks as a good but not great team. So that's where we are with that playoff picture rank. What else is going down? We have to name our before we get out of here quickly. 
the number 39. We right. did a bad job of it when we brought Matt Money Smith in here, our colleague from NFL Fantasy Live, for an impromptu emergency podcast session. We talked about the number 38. We left off Kurt Schilling. A big omission. No, I I knew the number and I purposely. Oh, left you opted. Them up. Oh, I didn't realize I opted you did. Not, I, what do you know about me? Where I'm going to bring know, up a I Red just, Sox? No, I well, I didn't expect you to. But okay, I well, was it, when we do number Let 39, me, can I say Mike Greenwell? There you go, Boston Mike fans. Greenwell. Mike Greenwell. Thank you. Thank you. You said it. Now, Mike Greenwell, Larry Zonka. Deserves consideration We're because we name, yeah. with our episode numbers, We, we this is episode 39, we honor the episode and the player who wore that number best in football and sports history, the Dominator, Dominic, Dominic Hoshik. Hoshik. What did you call him, Hickson? <laughs> Dom Hickson. Don't you remember him? Yeah, he was for the Giants. Yes. Uh, Sam Roy, Cunningham. Roy Campanella. Sam Bam Cunningham, SC yeah. and the uh, uh, New England Patriot fame. Wait a minute. Campy. Roy Campanella. Yeah. And of course, you're you're missing a an angels great. No, I, I, the only one who I haven't mentioned yet, and that is the person who wins the award for the greatest number thirty nine in sports history, the Cobra Dave Parker. Dave my Parker, favorite, my favorite ball player growing up. Black tie, put him at the top of the list there. Oh, and by the way, who did black he? tie? Here's another surprise for you. Before we get out of here, the great one man house band Dick Banks has finally finished your theme song. Hit it. Sitting on the other side Of the glass from Dave and the other guy All his life He's been only waiting for this podcast to arise Black tie try Black tie try Book us a guest like Jerry Rice. Oh, it's great. A little tip of the hat to the Beatles there. That's your favorite band, right? Black Tie, how do you like that? Have you heard of any Beatles? Not not exactly the top of my list. Okay. I don't know. I might be working on something else, though. I'm not sure how I like that. You're not working on anything. You might not be working here much longer. Listen, that's all, that's your theme song. I hope you enjoy it. I think it's terrific. Maybe, maybe it'll come around. I'm just saying. Right now, I'm not just feeling Black it. Black tie. I, I'm here by, I'm going to say it here and now. We just simply have to make time to make another podcast this week. We didn't get to nearly enough stuff. It was this, maybe this. Oh, but our number the, our number 40 discussion is going to end up getting out of hand, too. Why? Gail Sayers. No, no, done no, and done. No, it's not going to be done and done, and I don't want to tip my hand. By the Who's way. Who's 39, the halo that you wanted to mention? No, no, no. Dave Parker, 79 All-Star Game in the kingdom. Was it 79 where he threw out? I think out, it was 79. Threw out somebody at home play. Do you remember who it was? It was a halo. I remember he hit uh, Gary Carter, Freddie Lynn. It was uh, Brian Downing. Brian Downing. All right. So um, we got to do some NBA noise, though. I want to talk about that. I unfortunately feel obliged to discuss this Sidney Crosby stuff. As you'll notice, as the playoffs draw near in the NFL, you'll realize we are, we intend to do this podcast. A lot of people at the NFL are saying, what are we going to talk about in the offseason? <laughs> oh, there's plenty to talk about. Don't worry, Black Tie. We're going to make it through. And I want to hear from you on this NBA jazz because I know you're uh, big on that. But let's uh, let Steve Smith is actually a clip of Fan. I know. Him. I'm so all upset right, I didn't, didn't ask him about the clips and Chris Paul and all get that. Him, get him back on the line. But hopefully the next 48 hours or so buys us some time so things solidify. We'll get into that. A whole bunch of other stuff. We'll get into our picks. we got to jump in the DeLorean, let oh, you know yeah. who's going to win. Steve Smith, he, he made some 
Sage, uh, he shared some good reasons why he thought teams were going to win, but it's speculation. Not when you and I no, jump into the, the DeLorean. Future. We go to next Tuesday, and we take the guesswork out of it, <laughs> so we'll do that. All right, black tie. Yep. Studio 66. Let's meet here in about two days, maybe. or maybe three days. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? <laughs> working. I'm, I two got days. Th- I'm working on big things right now, you know? Your, like, your just, theme song? Is well, that the big thing? How about you one. put that down? And just like the Clippers, I tried trading Adam Rank for Charles Barkley, but uh, David Stern shut that down for basketball. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Didn't work. They're so. the exact same well, size, I'm not, I'm not giving you a Twitter shout-out then. He and Chaz Barkley <laughs> are the exact same size. That would have been a nice natural switch. Stop it. Would, it would have been good. Um, all right, so I want to do that. Let's see if we can make one happen for Friday. And I keep saying, I want to do tweet nay. I want to hear from, uh, or maybe we could even take calls. How about yeah. it, Black Tie? Well, we what do you do say? Tweet and, nay and, and then next week, we're going to talk to Shady McCoy, eh? Yes. That's that is the plan. Harrisburg, the state of the, 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 uh, the capital, the Keystone State, Harrisburg, PA is his hometown. Awesome. He played for the Pitt Panthers. Get his thoughts on this Brian Graham mess. And we got to get. Uh, we got to get uh, our pal uh, Handsome Hank, who just became a father for the second time, so he's off. That's why we haven't heard him reading tweets of late. But we got to get uh, get him in here to maybe read the Brian Graham tweet, quitting from the pit from from pit program. Boy, oh boy! Even uh, even Bobby Petrino didn't <laughs> didn't stoop to tweeting out his resignation to his players. All right, so much to talk to as you can clearly hear. But in the meantime, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.